Trumpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Trumpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses, all the king's men couldn't put Trumpty back together again. Hello everyone, this is Bonnell with the January 6th Insurrection Podcast. It is Friday, thank God it's Friday. I almost felt like I ran a marathon yesterday with the hearing and then trying to understand what was said at the hearing and I'm telling you, it has been an interesting week and I think what the talking heads are saying is that the public that is watching it, their minds are already made up. And I think that is really a disservice. People need to watch it, read it, and um, absorb it, and take Donald Trump's name out of it and put the president's title um, in its place. Because this wasn't what he did, it's what the president did. And that's what everyone is talking about because he is derelict of his duty. Not only is he derelict of his duty, but he's also a traitor and a conspirator against his own constitution as well as his country. And the thing about it is that people that need to be convinced. Well, it's not like we just woke up yesterday and realized who this person is. He kind of has been showing his true colors for quite some time, and it's unfortunate that he didn't read the Constitution and understand his role as a as a president. You know, and I was thinking about this yesterday. This really is a breakdown in leadership. You know, when people say um, there aren't any leaders, this is what they're talking about. The American male has no leaders. And the leaders that they do have are traitors and liars. I'm not saying they all are. I'm just saying they have poor representation of what a man is supposed to be, regardless if he's a Republican. These guys, they don't have any pride. They don't have any morals. They don't have any um, empathy. They don't have any leadership quality. That's what but that's why people admire leaders because they have all those characteristics you can't be a snake in the grass and say that you're a leader when in fact you're a snake right because the snake will always be a snake and regardless of whatever the title is that they give themselves you know a lot of these guys they're from completely different generations than me some are older some are around the same age but I mean, really, look at, I mean, some of these people, they are, it's a joke. I mean, a lot of um, the staff and administration that was around Trump, I mean, they were like kids. And now we're trying to make them understand their role and responsibilities. And they didn't know what they were to begin with, right? Because they had a leader who was up there um trying to be a cowboy when in fact he isn't he's a dodge drafter and trader and you know i would love for him to be a guest on my podcast so that he can give his side of the story and 
you know, he could look at my history. I've never said anything bad about you until you decided to uh, become Benedict Arnold. Because um, I, I really think that it has to come out of his mouth. Either he needs to concede or apologize, and then he needs to uh, pay the consequences, because this cannot sustain. So if he went there to be the president to dismantle it, that is a contradictory to everything that the presidency is about, right? And that would be the Republican Party, because they have distorted reality. And the great thing about law and order and policy and procedure and duties that are set forth, you know, it's a funny word. I was thinking about that yesterday, duty. You know, people hear that word and, you know, they probably do what I do. They giggle, you know, duty. Somebody did a duty. Well, guess what? That's an important word in the military. And the military is a branch of the government. And if they fuck shit up, everything is going to go haywire. So, in other words, my point is, is that this guy was never qualified to lead a moral and principled military. And now we're faced with mortal danger because the leader, you know, and I didn't really, I've never heard of this guy, J. Michael Luddick, you know, the judge, conservative judge that basically uh, backhanded Donald Trump by saying he was a clear and present danger. Those words mean something in the military. So if they don't know who they're fighting for because their leader is a traitor, that's an oxymoron. It cannot sustain. This is why people, this is why there's courts and, and rulings because these types of high crimes are a detriment to the democracy and the function of the government. It's that simple. It's not complex, ladies and gentlemen. You have attorneys like Eastman, who is a traitor, and he was trying to twist the words of the Constitution. So why we're surprised that they don't understand the the word win and lose, um, that they would, um, that we find it hard for, for us to believe that they would lie about the most basic document um the constitution right twist the words change reality he knew it was a lie from the very beginning that's what a criminal does i think the thing that most people are failing to realize is the crime as it is laid out in the constitution and you know everyone is so fixated on what dum dum said or didn't say or where he was or what he didn't do and how he was derelict of his duty and you know how the president is responsible for um maintaining the government and uh were baffled that dum dum 45 um didn't do his job so i'm going to switch gears here slightly and talk about um the articles that are important article 3 section 3 treason against the united states shall consist only in loving war against them or in adhering to their enemies giving them aid and comfort no person shall be convicted of treason unless on the testimony of two witnesses to the same over act or on confession in open court 
The Congress shall have power to declare the punishment of treason, but no attainder of treason shall work corruption of blood or forfeiture except during the life of the person attained. Okay? Treason or betraying the United States is making war against the United States or being loyal to an enemy of the United States or giving that enemy help or comfort. Russia, if you're listening, can you find 30,000 emails um, of Hillary Clinton? Um, okay? Or giving the enemy help or comfort. Who was the enemy in this picture? I, I don't know. I, I really, it's hard to tell. But let me give you another good one. Um, I believe Putin. I, I don't. I don't have any other reason to believe. You know, the great and powerful um, Vladimir Putin. Remember those words when he gave him the soccer ball, um, right? Who knows what was inside that soccer ball? I mean, it's pretty sad. Or bring loyal, or being loyal to an enemy of the United States, or giving the enemy help or comfort. Nobody can be found guilty of treason unless two people describe the same obvious act of treason in open court. Well, guess what? They're lining up, and they're telling their side of the story, or unless the accused person says in open court that he, she did it. See, I think that's what he needs to do. He needs to come out on the open court and say he did it. And take, you know, if he really wants to go down in history as one of the greatest presidents of all time, I think that he needs to um, admit his mistake and say that for the sake of my country, I am going to concede, which he hasn't done. I'm going to stop saying I won the election because this is contradictory to everything that democracy is based on, including the United States, of which you tried to destroy. And we can start there. And then maybe from his prison cell, he can explain um, why he um, plotted and uh, gave support to our enemy right on the open stage. On It's on video. It's on audio. It's in transcript. So I don't understand what part of um, the civilian world can't see what is happening. So I wanted to talk about another important word, and that is sedition. Okay, Sedition is defined as words or speech that incite people to rebel against the government or governing authority. Words that inspire revolution and overthrows the government are an example of sedition. They're in the dictionary. They're in the Merriam-Webster dictionary about what he did and what his allies that are a clear and present danger are doing. This is contradictory to the Constitution and to our government of the United States, people. If you're trying to destroy it, we're saying you shouldn't because it's bad. See how that works? Right? They're like um, petulant children that need to be um, uh, coaxed into eating their vegetables. Listen, people, you're wrong. You lost. You're sore losers. Who has been convicted of treason in the United States? William Mumford. Okay, I don't know who this guy is, but he was convicted of treason and hanged, convicted of treason and hanged for conspiring in the assassina assassination of Abraham Lincoln. Okay? William Mumford, convicted of treason for the assassination conspiracy against Abraham Lincoln. 
So who else is responsible for trying to get somebody assassinated? Uh, your vice president, Michael Pence, right? Remember what Dum Dum said? I'm not going to like you very much. We all know what that means. He's going to delete him, meaning he's going to be deleted, removed. And there was a plan and a conspiracy put into place to, to follow through with those orders. And the Proud Boys and everyone else are just minions in a Humpty Trumpty's um, conspiracy. I used to call him that, Humpty Trumpty, sat on a wall. Right? Humpty Trumpty sat on a wall. All the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Trumpy back together again. That's going to be the title of this session. I, I mean, I just I can't even believe that I'm having to lay it out and try to explain it to morons that do not understand the meaning of words, right? Because they live in alternate reality and and nonsense. And then everyone else who's logical and reasoning um, has to try to explain it to them like they're... Um, I mean, they're not even... Children are smart. Children have enough sense to be able to understand right and wrong. This is worse. Narcissism um, supreme. Ahora es el momento de que todos los hombres buenos vengan a ayuda de su país. Those are important words, and, you know, it's funny, I wish I um, spoke better Spanish, but that's something that I will always regret. But those words are important, especially for a Mexican-American who um, was described by their president, the commander-in-chief, as a rapist. Um, so I think that... If you are Republican, Mexican-American, you need to um, regroup and um, study history because this does not end well. Um, and I think it's important to be on the right side of history when it comes to these types of matters. So I heard an interesting thing on the news this morning about how more Mexicans are leaning towards the Republican Party. Not necessarily um, because they understand what the Republican Party stands for, but because Donald Trump and my fellow Mexican-Americans, this is a, um, a scam. Do you remember when he was coming down the escalator and he said that Mexicans were coming over the border in droves and there quite possibly could be rapists among them. I remember when he said that word and it stung me because I just couldn't believe that a presidential candidate uh, focused and narrowed in on the Mexicans coming over. Well, let me tell you something about the Mexicans that have been coming over to the United States. They have uh, been working hard ever since they arrived and they never really arrived because they've always been here and you know that's a part of American history that we don't get taught in schools but that really isn't my um, soapbox my soapbox is I am a 
Mexican-American who is offended that my commander-in-chief said that my ancestors that are trying to come to the United States, um, quite possibly they could be rapists. You know, there also could, could have been traitors, but I highly doubt that because I don't believe in the history of the United States has there ever been a Mexican accused of being a traitor in the military. And we've been in the military for quite some time and have defended this country. And I don't think that um, this is going to work out. And uh, for a presidential candidate and then a president to continue down that road about Mexicans, um, he needs to be held accountable for those words. And I'm just baffled that people, Mexican-Americans, that have a heritage here in the United States would even consider, if they understand anything about democracy and being loyal, which I know they do, because I grew up in Mexico and around Mexican people my whole life. And the one thing I know is that they're loyal, okay? And principled, unlike Donald J. Trump, the 45th president of the United States, who said they were rapists, okay, coming over. So Dum Dum 45 released a statement after the hearing, and of course it was um, nonsense and lies. So I'm going to read what he is. You know, it's so funny. He projects and he doesn't even realize that he's doing it. Such lies and misrepresentation by the unselects and absolutely nobody allowed to challenge what is being said, Mr. Trump posted. As an example, I never asked Vice President Pence to overturn the election, although Thomas Jefferson took the Georgia votes, but that he sent the votes back to the legislators so that they could determine if the irregularities and fraud were as widespread and significant as they seemed. See right there, he just admitted his lie and that, um, and the fact that he knew that what he claimed to be fraud wasn't true. So you can't say otherwise. And the frightening part is that he brought Thomas Jefferson's name into it. Sir, you should not even mention that great president's name in your vocabulary, because I highly doubt you even know who he is or what he did. Um, there are some similarities because of um, the electoral college or the voting structure, but that doesn't mean that um, you should compare a conspiracy and a treasonous act to what Thomas Jefferson did, to be quite honest. You know, I've been talking about Ginny Thomas for about a month ever since ever since those emails came out between her and the White House Chief of Staff, Mark Meadows, about how she was trying to release the Kraken and about how her husband, the Supreme Court Justice, Clarence Thomas, um, were somehow involved 
and now they want to talk to Jenny Thomas. But um, that is really not, I think, the important topic. I think something that was said in the last hearing by um, the White House attorney, I think I mentioned this before, but I'm going to mention it again, when they were trying to explain to John Eastman that his theory about the uh, Vice Pence um, hypothesis uh, was that um, that he would have a 7-2 vote in the Supreme Court. And my question, I think it's an important question, is how can a citizen of the United States know what the decisions are going to be of the Supreme Court? He said there were two. So does that mean that he believe that he could persuade two of those Supreme Court justices. See, this is the this is the problem. John Eastman is a criminal. That's why he has pled the fifth over a hundred times. And we're all kind of sitting back waiting for somebody to arrest him. That's that needs to happen. Imagine that he was a drug dealer, okay? They would go they would have a police you know, patrol out there trying to grab him to bring him in. So why nobody is going to his house and knocking on the door and asking him um, what we need to know? And he knows a lot, right? Apparently, he comes up with uh, theories that make no sense according to the Constitution, and now he believes that he has a 7-2 decision in the Supreme Court. Why did he say two? See, that's the question. He said 7-2 vote. That's what the attorney said. So how on earth would he know he had two votes in his favor? That's important, besides all the other crimes that he um, will not admit to, right? Um, Well, with that said, I am going to leave it there for today because there is going to be a hearing tomorrow and I um, will try to update you on what is going on ladies and gentlemen have a wonderful day bye-bye